Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And Warren Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, and don't miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. America Held in Contempt is a nation in rebellion against God and even against itself. America is divided and as such will not stand. The sins are many in this place called America. We have piped and you have not danced. Herein lay wisdom and a warning directed at America and her generations. Wisdom, Jesus said, is justified of her children. Prophets burden valley of vision. The prophets spoke the light of God with his truth, but the truth had fallen. His prophets were full of wind. Finding grace in time of need. Finding grace, no doubt, in perilous times, we need God's grace. We also need his guidance to help us in our journey in these dangerous prophetic end of days. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com. Prophecy Christian World News on Classic Warn Radio. Prophecy Christian World News has to do with the persecuted church. Pertinent news events and the persecuted church worldwide reveals to us over time the trends both in real time and prophecy. Snare to Salvation, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 69 on Battle Lines. Snare to Salvation brings people to the decision-making process to do what is necessary. Many times it is not anything to do with salvation, but in the Lord's dealing with both Judah and in the life of people, it relates to redemption. And don't miss our latest Warren Radio episodes from the week of May 3rd through the through May 5th, Wednesday's show on the 3rd, Savor of Life, Voyables and Follies, Collapse, Debt, Slavery, Persecuted Church at Warren Radio. Thursday's show on the 4th of May, Lord's Salvation, Lord's Servant, Heritage, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 172 on Battle Lines. Friday show on May 3rd, Armor of Light, Revelation, Throne of Iniquity, Part 12 on Sound the Shofar. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising, a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. There's danger and intrigue. Dark forces are plotting. This nation is at risk. Can Mac save the United States? Everything was okay, or so they thought. A truth so unbelievable, it took a miracle to fight back. And don't miss The Rising. And The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy by going to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Angus and Robertson, 
and the rising ebook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglennsmith.com and while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Great. What's going on? Well, let's see. What's going on? Well, wasn't the day when the border Greetings, was open? Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I thought today well, was know, the day in that spite the, of the election, I'm doing good. it ended, but yeah. I haven't seen anything. Of course, I haven't been looking either. Well, the only thing I saw on it came from, where was it, Texas. You know, they had deployed a special force of people to protect the border. Uh-huh. And there was a big group that was trying to make it across, and they chased them off. Uh-huh. You know, they ran them off. Yeah. And so, you know, they didn't come all that way to, you know, to be turned back like that. So they'll go down the road a ways and try to get... another entry. Yeah. (laughs) So at any rate, we'll see how this all pans out. America's under judgment. It's been under judgment. And we've been warning America for a long, long time. The WIBR Warren Radio whole intended purpose is to preach and teach, exhort, persuade, and we're also an advocate for the persecuted church. <clears throat> and we have been in this end time ministry, and I mean with WIBR Warren Radio, having been called to this exclusively worldwide through the internet as another source to get the gospel out. We began a long time ago and we started warning people about the judgment on America and we're in our 25th year and you can say that we've been warning during that time. However, the first time we discussed what was coming to America was in 1973. So to say the least, we have a long record and a long path that we've been on. And so, whether you like it, whether you don't like it, this is what we've done. And, you know, there's a lot of things. In our shows and stuff like that, we don't have commercials to beg for money. The Lord has saw fit in all these years to provide for us and our websites. And we do have some ads on the websites, but we uh, we haven't ever gotten anything off of it. A long time ago, I had some Amazon ads, I mean, uh, Google ads that did real good, but I refused to do anything with Google. But we really don't. We have some friends that help us, and uh, the Lord makes a way for us, and so we're able to do this. So... We want you to listen, pay attention, understand. Now this, today, is our Isaiah series. We're on part 173, and that resembles 173 hours of online, as soon as we finish this show, uh, teaching on Isaiah, 173 hours. That does not include a minimum of another 173 Uh, hours in covering, researching, studying this thing. And I have a lot more than that in it. This isn't brag. This is fact. This is what we do. We've been doing this for a long time. We have, our entire study has a little under 300,000 words in it. 
It has 1,274 pages, and of the 1,274, we have covered 1,245. So this is not a task we took lightly. So I hope you appreciate it. We thank you for joining us and listening. Share this program because one day we are going to be through Isaiah. And then will become the task of putting all those audios in a way where you can really find them. We've got them online in our website at warn-usa.com. You can also get on over to Spreaker and a lot of other places where we're at. And Tower will cover that. Did you cover that already? Yes. Yes. So at any rate, here we are today, Tower. And uh, when you look at all the figures like that, that's mind-boggling. For me, anyway. (laughs) And that's when you do a little bit every day, you know? A little bit every week. That's a long time. Yes, it is. So at any rate, we're going to go ahead with this. Okay. Davidic Mercies brings Isaiah's prophetic book to part 173. We are now in chapter 53. The opening of the book brings us into the theme, the biting of the lines of scripture reveal an invitation. I should say the bidding of the lines of scripture reveal an invitation to come to the waters. These are the same living waters the Lord spoke about. Out of the bellies shall flow living waters bringing life, redemption, and reunion with the Lord God. The price is free, for the Lord paid the price on Calvary's tree. He overcame death in the grave, and in Revelation chapter 1, he is called the Almighty. There is abundance, fulfillment, redemption, forgiveness, and a call to all those who are thirsty. The world today, during turmoil, will not find satisfaction for the thirsty soul. For the thirsty soul must take the walk into the bosom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe, repent, and receive. Then walk in his light as the Lord himself walks in the light. See 1 John chapter 1. And now back to you. Thank you, Tower. You're welcome. Now indeed, you know, I love this first verse. They're just, you know... It is such an invitation. And you can believe that the Spirit of God is all over trying to reveal to you the endless and magnificent provision that the Lord has. Now you see, as humans and living, you know, in cities and towns, the one thing we like is to have a good deal. You know, the only place I really got a free meal that was good, that was in church when we had a potluck and all the ladies and even some of the men brought their best dishes. And there was no charge, no price. Now, verse 1, we'll read that in a moment. But I want you to see up here, verse 17, Isaiah 54. This is the last verse of the previous chapter and the next one is Isaiah 55 1 the one I was just talking about no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me saith the Lord now there's one thing the Lord said you know when he was on this earth And he made it explicit. This was even as he would take on the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the lawyers. You know, he would put up with all of them trying to catch him in something he was doing wrong. But verse 27, I'm not going to go much further than that. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Now that's the whole reason we exist. We give glory to the Lord. 
and our life is tied up in him and we hear his voice you can hear his voice you can know his will that's the last verse of that chapter no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn this is a heritage of the servants of the Lord and the righteousnesses of me well the heritage of the servants of the Lord is explained just one of the things in John 10 the first thing in that you know, in this little section, 27 through 30, my sheep hear my voice. Now when we go down into Isaiah, chapter 55. The invitation. You are to come. Everyone is invited. And when you get there, you will find feast. You'll find plenty. You're not going to have to bring money with you because it's free. The price is free. To you, the price is free. No charge, no price. Now see, we talk about that and we love a good deal. And free food, it's normally not the best. But this is something the Lord provides. You see, there was a cost, but you didn't have to pay it. The cost was the Lord on Calvary. He gave his life for a ransom for many. And he endured the cross, despised the shame, laid in a grave, a tomb for three days resurrected from the dead was seen alive by many infallible proofs and he ascended to heaven on a cloud in a cloud while the apostles watched and the angels who stood there looked at the men of Galilee who were watching among them of course the apostles and they said you men of Galilee why stand ye here gazing this Jesus which you see go shall so come in like manner well folks we are waiting for him to come in like manner with the armies of heaven and with the believers and so first verse Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that has no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Now you see, there are different interpretations of that. Kyle and Delish, which is uh, two theologians that I listen to quite a bit, that I do research with them, let's put it that way. They understood by water, wine, and milk the rich material blessings which awaited the exiles on their return to their fatherland. Whereas they were now paying tribute and performing service, you know, to Babylon, and they didn't receive anything in return. But you see, as Isaiah wrote this, the prophet was acquainted with more than just natural water, milk, and foods. These things talk about spiritual plenty and blessings. Whether you think it is food, whether you think it is not food, the whole thing here Ho, awaken, listen. All you who are thirsty, all who are tired, who are sick of what's going on in this old world, you try to relax and you can't. Everything you would like to have it nice and quiet or maybe just 
a cool evening with the family. But today people are threatened globally, not just in America. We have people coming here to America to get in and they're doing it illegally. And although there's a lot of fighting age men, which isn't good, there's a lot of families. You see, the America of plenty and perfection is gone. This thing and its provision is not going to stand because we have people trying to destroy it. But we have a God who's in charge. We have someone that can provide. Did he not provide for the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years? Did he not teach them his provision while they were in the wilderness? And did he not direct them to cross the river into the promised land? And did he not help them to destroy the enemies so they could inherit their land? And see, this is to let you know that you don't own the land. The earth and its fullness, including everything above, below, beneath, and within the earth, belongs to the Lord. It doesn't belong to all these nations of men. They don't even own their own souls. The God of all souls, even our God and Father, He is the soul maker, the soul creator, and He has given the judgment of all souls into the hands of His Son, Yahshua Jesus Christ, who is known as the Almighty in Revelation 1. And there is a death, and there's a spiritual death. There is redemption, and there is hell. But in this verse, in a short little time, that it takes you to read Isaiah 55.1, you find out that there's abundance. The abundance is not suffering. The abundance is not sickness. The abundance is not loneliness. The abundance is not death. The abundance is all-encompassing to those who will come. Everything that God has is put in this one verse for you. Everything that he wanted for you is right there. And yet there's people that will not come to the Lord. There are people with lots of education that cannot believe this. But you can take the lowest beggar on the street. And you can take the smartest man in the world or the most richest man. And the only one that's going to get in is him that will repent and believe on the Son of God. So I love this verse. Everyone that is thirsty come to the waters. He that has no money come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and price. See, when we look at the word wine and some of these words within it, Isaiah 25, 6. In this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things, a feast of wines on the lees, of fat things full of marrow, of wines on the lees well refined. You see, when you talk about abundance, having wine at a meal is one of them. Morrow illustrates richness. And the Lord will make unto all people the feast of fat things. That's abundance. 
Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, my servant shall eat, but you shall be hungry. Behold, my servant shall drink, but you shall be thirsty. Behold, my servant shall rejoice, but you shall be ashamed. And this is where, when we look at this verse, we think of John 7, 37 and 38. In the last day, the eighth day of the festival of the solemn assembly, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried and said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture saith, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. For every believer that's ever received the Lord and has repented and come to him, there is a river of living water, literally, that'll flow out of the temple. But there is an endless flow of life-giving water that will flow out of the belly of those, which is the presence of the Lord and His Spirit that will fill you to the full with provision, with redemption, with every blessing there is. So when I see this one verse alone, I think, you know, this is going to be a good chapter. <laughs> Already I know I'm going to be filled. Already there's a blessing. Already there's delight. Verse 2, it says, where do you, where do you spend money? And of course, in their day, they would weigh silver and precious metals were all weighed. Now see, you and I, we have a, a bill today. When I was raised, we had coins that was real silver. See, we don't have those much. And they want to give you some digital coin that represents money. That's nothing. That means nothing. Now, if you had gold, that would be something. Silver would be something. But digital? Digital is in the air. Everything digital online, every website, it's all fake. It's been created. It's been created out of script. I build websites. I know what they are. They create an atmosphere. You can read it. You can look at it. But you can't take that website out and set it down and climb into it. Now see, that's where they have some of this new script. And you have to put on goggles and you get in there and it'll put you in there, an image of yourself in there. And you can pretend that you are all-encompassing and you're in perfection, but you're not. You're in a world of make-believe. What I'm talking about is real. I know the Lord. I know His voice. I know His Spirit. And also know things I should and should not do. And I'm a firm believer that every believer on the face of this earth who has been born again and knows the Lord Jesus and celebrates the Father and the Son, I know they too know the truth. And see, this asks a question. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And you labor for that which satisfies not. And what this does in verse 2 gives you the context. He's not talking just about food in verse 1. Where people can gather that. Yes, there are people that are starving. And there are Christians that have starved. There are Christians that have been persecuted and killed. This doesn't mean that you're going to be without trouble or you're not going to be hungry. For we were told that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. We know from covering the persecuted church how dangerous it is for the believers. We know these things. We know the names of 
the organizations that are working hard to try to get food to those who have none. Try to get a little house for those. Years ago when we had our contacts that were in India, they needed money to get a house for a family. They wanted $50. Well in America you can't buy a house for $50. Well, there is something. If all you wanted was cinder block, yeah, you could have a cinder block house for $50 at that time, probably less. That's what they built. They were so proud of it, they sent me a picture. In America, you couldn't get Americans to live like that. Yet we have tens of thousands, millions of people on the street. And we've got at least a million people wanting to get into America at this moment right now. And I have to tell them, and you too, that this is not going to help them. Because you're coming to a nation under judgment. You're coming to a nation who has thrown away God. You're coming to a people who doesn't know what truth is. You're coming to a people that is never satisfied. I tell you today that unless you repent, you will perish. But this verse asks, why do you spend money for that which is not bread? And you labor for that which satisfies not. Why do you spend money? Well, one of the reasons... You know, here in America, you can have money, but it goes fast. There's people that have money and have jobs, but they're always broke. There's people that have money and end up in bankruptcy. And you labor for that which will satisfy not. That's America. Because I have known people, lots of them, And a lot of them had a good amount of money. But you know, people aren't satisfied in America. You take millionaires. George Soros spends all of his billions trying to destroy America. True story. We know that. He admits it. Here is a billionaire who spends his money to destroy this country. And I had, had a quote. I wrote an article I've been following you know, knowing about Soros for many, many years. Long ago, he had an article where he says he doesn't mind playing God and that his one goal was to destroy America before he dies. Well, you see, that's not a goal that's going to redeem you. That's a kind of goal that's going to send you to hell. But you can't talk to him. He has all the money in the world. Do you know how many lives he could help if he could give all of his wealth to support those Christians and others, not just Christians, to help them? If you could get money and change the face of Africa and help these people? If you could get into India and somehow get them to understand life is worth something? So the question is asked, hearken diligently unto me, eat that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. You're not going to purchase happiness. You're not going to purchase fullness and satisfaction. The answer is not in the possessions of Americans. The answer is in the Lord and how you have received him or not. Albert Barnes says, Where is the man who is satisfied with his wealth and who says it is enough? Where is there one who is satisfied with pleasure and vanity and gaiety 
there is a void in the heart of these which do not and cannot fill. You're not going to fill the lusts of the flesh. The lusts of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. That encompasses all the things a man can be tempted with, or a woman. I remember Elvis Presley, and many of you do too. After it was all said and done, he died. He didn't have a long life. His billions, or however much it was, he had everything in the world. Look at Michael Jackson, same way. And there's a lot of others. Recently, there's been a number of band members, leaders of those bands that are that were very, very popular when I was I knew of them. And some of those leaders have gotten saved and they're older men now. And they know the Lord. But see the music can lead people to hell that they played. It was a raucous lifestyle. It was a lifestyle of the 60s and 70s and rock and roll. I had many friends in the 60s. But I tell you, as Albert Barnes says, there's a void in the heart. These things will not fill. They will not satisfy. And in Isaiah 55, 1, the Lord is saying, I will satisfy. I will fill. I will heal. I will restore. In today's culture, you're always looking for things that once you start getting older, that'll help you go through older age a little easier. Because things stop working. So you buy vitamins, you work out, you press weights, you go on walks, you watch what you eat, you do everything you can. But even in everything that you do, you know, I watched my father-in-law, mother-in-law, my mom, and my dad. But you cannot win death. Eventually, death gets you. And they cross over. And you better know Yahshua, Jesus Christ, before you die. Because after that, it's too late. And these two verses alone tell you that in the world where there is no hope, I am hope, saith the Lord. In the world where you're old and growing older and you're going to die, there is hope because I will make you eternal and perfect. You tired of living poor with nothing? Are you tired of being chased by various anti-Christian groups who want to kill you like they do overseas? There is hope. God will give you an eternal home in peace. You will inherit this earth in its perfect state. You see Isaiah one of the things he said is the curse has devoured the earth. Folks it's not global warming. Global warming is a bunch of baloney. It is the curse which has devoured the earth. And that curse will keep going. The sin will keep growing. And the end will come. But do not weep. For the one reason why you want to receive the Lord and come unto him. Is because like he said to the thief. Who said to him. Remember me in your paradise when it is come. And the Lord said today. You will be with me in paradise. I love those words. My friend, 
Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And you're going to live in the world and you may go through troubles and trials. But God can deliver you and give you a good life now. But that's not the reason why we're so satisfied and blessed in the Lord. The reason is, after this life, we will live forever with the Lord in a place of perfection and plenty. Where you don't have to weigh out your money. You don't have to count out your money. You don't have to go down to the store and steal it. We've got people all over America. Never in my life have I seen a group of people that are so mean and meaningless in their lives and, and are so blinded and corrupt in what they're doing. And they, they get mad when you don't agree with them. They just scream and, and they just like they're in pain and agony. And the churches don't even know what they're talking about. The churches are asleep. And those screams are coming from many unclean spirits which are within them. Because those unclean spirits know exactly where they're going when the Lord comes. When the Lord comes, these demons and devils and unclean spirits will be cast into the lake of fire. As will the Antichrist, if you call him that. This earth will be consumed in fire and it will be reborn. And the meek shall inherit the earth and there shall be no end of the kingdom of the Lord. So if you try to purchase happiness any other way than the Lord, you're going to be disappointed. John 6, 47 and 51, 251. Verily, verily, or truthfully, truthfully, I say unto you, he that believeth on me has everlasting life. I am that bread of life. Now above in verse 1 and 2, we're only in verse 2. You know, they mention bread. They mention all this other stuff. But the Lord is a bread of life. One of the things he was saying to him, he said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you know, you're going to die in your sins. The Jews who aren't to touch blood as far as eating it were aghast. Most of his disciples, those who followed him, quit going. His own apostles didn't even understand him. But he says, do you not know that the words I speak are spirit and they are life? He's not telling you to eat his body and drink his blood. He's telling you to eat of the cross spiritually, supernaturally. Take it in. Get it into your being. And understand he's given his life, his blood for you. So that you won't be condemned before the Father when the judgment comes. And so he says, this is the bread which comes down from heaven. That's the Lord. He is the bread of life. That a man may eat thereof and not die. How do you do that? You come unto him in repentance. Confess your sins and spend time in his presence. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I give, I will give, is my flesh, which I'll give for the life of the world. He tells you right there. He's not, he's, he doesn't have a truck full of wonder bread, folks. He is the bread of life. And I've eaten a lot of good bread in my life. And I wouldn't take a loaf of this bread for what the Lord has done for me and all those who believe. Because I know that bread of life. 
you want to know how to get in to him in you know eat that bread you get into the word you read the word you memorize it but you think on it you pray on it and the spirit of god within you will refresh you with living water coming from the spirit of god within and will revitalize you verse 3 says incline your ear and come unto me hear and your soul shall live one of the things the lord always said he that has ears to hear hear and he said that a lot he would even give parables and the apostles say why do you tell us what the meaning of those are and not them he says because to you it has been given you have to have ears to hear today you have to have ears to hear you have to hear the son of God but I'll tell you what a lot of people hear and I've had people talk to me about it what color is the Lord see because everything now they hate the white Jesus they hate they hate the white America they hate the white settlers that came to America they hate everything white some of these people do they hate America they hate everything they don't like anything some of them believe they're a goat some of them believe they're a cat some of them you know it's ridiculous these are unclean spirits but you have to have ears to hear so you need is come unto him and I will make an everlasting covenant with you even the sure mercies of David because he is known Yahshua is known as the greater son of David of his kingdom there will be no end a promise God the father made unto David In Isaiah 58, 14, we haven't gotten there yet, but we will. Then shall thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. When he mentions the heritage of Jacob, Jacob was known as Israel. This is God's promise to Israel. These are the eternal promises that God made unto them. But you got to hear it. I'll tell you. You want to know the color of the Lord? I'll tell you what color he is. Are you ready? Are you sure? He, his color is glorified. Do you know what my color will be? Glorified. And I'm not going to die. Because through death I'm going to live. Because of Christ's death on the cross I can live. And when I die physically my spirit will live. I shall never die. So when you think of the Lord and think what he can do. Stop thinking like a human being with all the things we think we know. Think like a servant of the Lord. Think like a son of God. Think like he who knows. Incline your ear, as he says. Come unto me, he says. Hear. And there's a lot of stuff we can hear. And your soul's going to live. You see, that everlasting covenant that Isaiah 55 3 says, it's here. The sure mercies of David are there. And they're there for every person on this earth, no matter where you are at. It is open to every Muslim and even the ones who are jihadists. Because I'll tell you what, we know of firsthand miracles and signs that are happening today.
And the only reason we know about them is because some of the ministries that we became connected to through what they do. Meaning we donate. And we do stories about what happens over there. And the Lord can appear anywhere at any time to anyone. But he has called us to faith and so so that's what we need to do. Times are tough in this world and it's going to get tougher. He has called us to have faith and believe. When hell arrives, guess what? You don't have to worry about hell because you're a heavenly messenger. They kill you, you're going to live. Remember, there is a heritage. And it's not just for the children of Israel. It is for all those who believe upon the Lord Yeshua, Jesus Christ. 1 John 5, 11-13 And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that has the Son has life. And he that has not the Son of God has not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Now that's the record. But you see, I also have a record. It's in my heart. A circumcision of heart through the Spirit of God. I know the presence of the Lord, as I said before. You can too. I know the voice of the Lord. You can too. I know where victory is, and so can you. I know life is not perfect, and so can you. And I know the things I did that God forgave me for. I wasn't perfect by a long means. But today I stand as a son of God. Not by any power of my own, but by the grace of Almighty God. And thank God for his son who died on the cross in my place. And I can hear them in the beginning. In the, and Yahshua standing with his father at the beginning of time. Saying, Father, forgive them. I'll take care of this. I will, I will be the substitute for them. You can hold all their sins against me. And I will die in their place. That's what he did. But he was resurrected. Seen alive. And he is alive today. And he is Lord of Lords. He is the Almighty. So when you read Isaiah. If you look at it like just another Jewish prophet. That may not mean anything to you. Especially if you're a Gentile. Then you're wrong. You need to take a new fresh look. Because I can tell you some of the greatest prophecies that's ever been written by a prophet is found in Isaiah. And many of the songs in the church came out of Isaiah. There's a lot of things happening today verse 4 the sure mercies of David was the last part of verse 3 verse 4 it says behold I have given him for a witness to the people a leader and a commander to the people see that's a prophecy the Lord was a witness to the people and he's also a leader and a commander. Isaiah 54, 3. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Revelation 1, 5 through 8 says this. 
and from Jesus Christ. Now this is the introduction to Isaiah, by the way. I mean to Revelation. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he cometh with the clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty. Almighty. Ho, all those, all those. Not one, not a few. Ho, every one that thirsteth, come to the waters. Without money and without price. Satisfy your soul. For he is calling you today. Remember Revelation 1, 5 through 8. That's the one. I am Alpha and Omega, Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Blessed be our God and Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Blessed be the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come. Blessed be the Almighty. Blessed be the Lord. Amen. So we urge you to come to the Lord. Seek Him. Father, we thank you for your word. Bless those who hear this word. And I bind you, Satan, from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. Okay. Here we are. I love this. And the mercy of God's amazing. And his great love. And the peace. I love it. Thank you, Lord. Well, you know, it takes away a lot of worry. Yes, a lot of pressure. Because, folks, this world is literally going to hell. Christ wants to save it. The sin's going to be destroyed. And the curse on the earth will be destroyed. And there will be a new kingdom that's perfect. And he wants to save your soul. And he wants to bring you into that kingdom. Seek the Lord. Amen. And so we will begin next time at verse 5 of Isaiah 55. We went through four verses. But when you have verses that are so power packed, sometimes you need to spend a little time on them. Okay, Tower, we're getting ready to get out of here. Oh, okay. Um, you know, just what peace and what joy we have in the Lord. It's just amazing. It takes a lot of worry and pressure off when you come to the Lord. And we want to say good night to all of you. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We love you. We appreciate you. And may the Lord bless you richly. Make his face shine upon you. Stay safe and be careful. Good night, everybody. Look to the Lord in all that you do, and he will be with you and guide you. Good night. Don't forget to come to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Till next time, my friends, shalom. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.